0: Welcome to the OA Light a Candle meeting podcast. Visit our website at www.oalaig.org, where you'll find three separate speaker feeds with over 200 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a special place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Colleen. <coughs> I'm Colleen, Recovering the Bolsa Reader and Bulimic. Hi, Colleen. I'm so nervous, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, that's part of my disease, is that I'm not good enough, and all the judgment. I'm sure you don't have any judgment about what I'm going to say tonight, but for me, I have a lot of judgment and criticism, and oh, I have to be perfect. Sorry for the people on the can't see my photos. I have some photos here, because, for the, especially for the newcomers. Welcome to the newcomers, and happy birthdays. Uh, I remember seeing people take chips and candles really helped me think that I could do it in the beginning. And so my photos really show my weight up and down. People always like numbers, so I've been in program for seven years. I have currently, um, I'll be three years in July. I can't, I don't ever count the months. So three years, I'll be July for this abstinence. I'm 30 pounds down from my top weight in 20 pounds. Like I have a 50 pound range that I float from. And my experience is that I go up and down, up and down, up and down. And with, thank God with this program, my ups and downs aren't 40 pounds, they're maybe 10 pounds. So what it used to be like, what happened, and um, what it's like now, what it used to be like, um, you know, I just remember hearing other people speak and memories come up in my mind because I cannot remember so many things from my, from when my eating days. I just, this total fog of when I'm eating. And so, um, Some memories I have is I was, like, in second grade, and at the time we had school lunch, and I would, like, go around and collect all the cookies from people because they didn't, who didn't want their peanut butter cookie, you know? And so I would have, like, two or three cookies, and I didn't think anything of it. And I remember a teacher or someone saying, you know, you shouldn't be eating those cookies, and, And, like, I was an active kid, and we didn't have sugar in the house, so I was kind of, like, hoarding them. But I already felt shame in second grade about my food. So I learned at that age I need to hide the food that I'm going to eat. And so I remember um, we didn't have a lot of sugar in the house, but every now and then we'd have cookies or Oreos, and I would, like, take a handful and, like, stick them underneath my bed covers because I'm not supposed to eat that, you know. I'm not only supposed to have, like, one at a time. So I remember at a very young age the secrecy began, the shame began like the whole pattern started and my brother had a graduation cake and this is like where I really remember my food just becoming out of control so he was if he graduated I was like in uh junior high high school and there'd be frozen cake in the freezer and I would go down and eat two or three pieces while having a piece in the microwave while having something in the oven and just trying to like and it was never like this Dainty bite one at a time. It's just like consume, inhale, and it's down. I mean, like I would eat like four pieces of cake in like ten minutes. So of course, like the the weight started putting on, and um, I also remembered that in fifth and sixth grade, I started developing, and um, I was a bit more mature for like I had breasts and and stuff like that at a very young age, and so I got attention I didn't want. So I started. I didn't un Realized consciously I was doing it, but unconsciously I was putting on weight. I would go home and eat. they had dry pudding because I I grew up in Minnesota where there's no like 7-Eleven on every corner and and I didn't have access to the food, so I ate what I could. And we had like these boxes of pudding, and I would eat it dry, or right, I'd add a little bit of milk, a little bit of water, just enough to make it so I could swallow it down. And so of course I put on weight. So in like fifth and sixth grade I really put on weight. Mm-hmm. And um, people would call me Cal. They're like, hey, Cal, I mean Colleen. And actually, that picture of the dog was kind of around that age. Sorry, I have pictures in the thing here. And, like, I was never obese, but I was big. I was basically my height, which is 5'10", and heavy set and, you know, stocky kind of person. But I wasn't, like, 300 pounds overweight. So I learned in, like, sixth grade... Or sixteen or seventh grade okay boys don 't like you for fat, and I was people were calling me cow, so no matter what size I was i was always cow in my head, and so um, I learned how to diet, and um, I would this was back in the day when there was an internet where you had to like mail order your diet pills, and so I did mail order diet pills in sixth grade. I started with the diet pills, trying to diet. And, you know, I, I was successful with the diets. So I would lose 5 or 10, 10 pounds, but I always put it back on, I always put it back on, and more. And then in junior high, like, I learned, like, the sugarless candies had a positive, for now it wasn't positive, but if you ate lots of them, it had a laxative effect. So, um, again, like, I didn't have access to the things that people have access to here now, or nowadays, and so I started buying bags and bags of sugarless candies, so I'd have a binge, and then, like, you know, be in the bathroom for hours with the cramping and all that stuff. So, obviously, I'm bulimic. And, um, you know, I did, uh, I used my finger to, you know, throw up. I remember eating this Easter dinner and, like, going in the bathroom. I just wasn't successful at it. I mean, to my extent, successful. So, I was definitely a laxative abuser. Um, I've always been athletic, and it's been a positive thing for me because, thank God, I had some source of sanity. Um, at times, though, I did... Now, I wouldn't say abuse exercise, but I would definitely be like, okay, so I just had, you know, five pieces of cake. I'm going to, like, have to run for five days. And, like, that's my mentality It's pros and cons. And I remember, like, making charts of how much, like, and, of course, I would always lose five pounds in a week. Whoever does that. But anyways, I would, like, try to lose five pounds in a week. And so by the end of the month, I'll be 30 pounds lighter or something like that. These really unrealistic expectations that's just like that just continued on through high school, college and through my career and like how I got to program was I had to wear these Ann Taylor suits at the time, and people would bring in bags and bags of chocolate, and so, of course, I had to be the perfect employee, and I would stay over over work. I would say, like, work two hours extra, so I have no dinner. I have no planning, and people would bring bags of chocolate, and so I would literally eat a bag of M&Ms or a bag of those Hershey chocolates at work and wondering why I'm gaining so much weight, and I gained like that, so that's where I got to my top weight. I was near 200 pounds, and if I ever got over 200 pounds, you know, I really thought I would commit suicide because I cannot be fat. And I'm adopted, and so my family's very... They're not petite, but they're blonde, and they may, they don't have the same body shape as I have. And so I grew up in Minnesota where Pamela Anderson is the the um, the ideal person. And I don't look like that. Um, for those who can't see me, I have dark hair and dark eyes. And and um, so I was never considered pretty. I was never considered the type people wanted to date and so my bulimia just got really out of control and um so I I would also take other medicines I don't want to give anyone ideas but other I'm in the health field so I knew if you take certain medicines some things have certain side effects and so I would do that like the damage I've done to my body and today it works and it's a, you know, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. So um, I, I broke out my Ant Taylor pants, and so um, I decided, you know, this time I'm going to do something about it. And we'll slide note, take what you like and leave the rest. Um, I'm not endorsing any products or anything like that. I'm just uh, telling you my story. And so I went to Weight Watchers, and what I learned at Weight Watchers was portion control. Like... A bowl of cereal is not a vat of cereal. Yeah. It's like a cup of cereal. I'm like, oh my god, I'm eating like ten times the serving size, and so that actually led to me to understand portions and, you know, eating potato chips in a single size serving, not a bag of potato chips. But again, as usual, no matter what plan or scheme I have at the moment, I always gained weight. Something happened that just I just can't do it anymore, and that's how I found OA. And thank God, I did. I was at my bottom like I could not I could not handle like eating and binging and again and like the cookies and all that so I came to LA in like 2003 and um I got a sponsor and like I became abstinent and I was abstinent for four years and what I did at the time was um and again this is just my experience I always I don't like sometimes sharing what my abstinence and things are because people like oh I have to do that do what works for you. That's how I found out what works for me. And so for me, I knew I, can't, I couldn't eat sugar. Um, sugar for me, like cookies, pastries, you know, anything that looks like a sweet dessert, I, I just can't do it because I don't know how to stop. I don't know how to eat it like a lady. I still don't know how to eat it like a lady. And, um, and so I did that. No sugar and no purging for four years. And my life got so big. I have friends in program. um I could travel around the world. I went to um South Pacific, Asia, and Europe, and I was abstinent and program gave me that opportunity to experience life on life's terms however um in switzerland i was um I was a nanny for a woman, and she was like a Nazi, like you have to have the towels straight and and um like you have to have like the spices turned a certain way, and I have a photograph of it. It had 14 things of how, 14 a list of 14 things I had to do to how to clean the kitchen every day, and I learned that doesn't work for me. And so I would people please. I would bend over backward. I would do my best every day to make her happy. And I and I would sit down with her and say, you know, listen, I'm really trying to do what you ask me to do. And you know, your kids are healthy. They like they like me, and they're safe. You know, to me, that's kind of the basic thing of what a nanny does. And she wanted, you know, me to, like, and light housekeeping was included. She wants me to move the furniture and vacuum and mop the floors. I'm sorry, that's not light housekeeping. <laughs> and um, and so how I dealt with it was eating. And um, I started going back to my bad behavior of standing at the sink and eating, sneaking the cookies, like, one cookie here, one cookie there, into, and in Switzerland, everything closes at six o'clock. So the, the behavior of, you know, eating your roommate's cookies and going out down the store and buying another package and eating it down to where, <laughs> to where where it was before she'd recognize, that was really hard to do in Switzerland because everything was closed and if you buy one thing at one store, it's not at the next one. And like my life became insane again, like trying to eat number number of cookies they didn't have the package that they had, and and so I slipped. You know, and I and I purged, and um, and in Switzerland at the time, the nearest meeting was um, 40 miles away in Zurich, and it was one meeting a week on a Sunday, and I wasn't working, so I didn't have the 40 dollars for the train ride, and um, I just I had to do it. Like I put it on the credit card, and I got to meetings, and I got my abstinence back in three days, and I really owe it to Alex, the. the in Zurich, the meetings were in German, and she translated what everyone was saying
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I could understand, and, she, you know, I stayed overnight at her house a few times because the train rides were late and things like that, and, like, that's sort her of program has taught, you know, I received so much from that, and I got my abstinence back. So July 1st is my abstinence date, and, um, if, you know, if I'm willing, God's always willing. It's not me. It's my will gets in the way if I'm abstinent or not, and, um. And I'm so grateful for this program. So um, going back to, like, behaviors and stuff like that, what really helped me is um, the red light, yellow light, green light foods. So if you're new, it's kind of like right down your foods that you can eat, like ladies, basically. If, it can, if you eat it with dignity and grace. Broccoli, no problem. You're on the green list. Um, for me, yellow light foods are bagels. And, like, uh, I remembered something else, like, raisins and stuff like that. Like, I can keep, I can eat them, but I can't keep bagels in my house. Because if they're in my house, I eat the whole package in two days. Like, that's not sane eating, in my opinion. For me, that's not sane eating. So there's a lot of, like, pastas and things like that. I can eat them. I just can't keep them in my house. Red light foods, for me, are the cakes, cookies, pies, basically desserts, you know, anything with sugar in it. And that's what works for me, and I know very clearly... What, what's going to work for me. And sometimes a yellow light food has to be moved to the red light food. And power bar, or protein bars is something I had to put on the red light food. Like, every now and then I could eat it like a lady, but sometimes I eat three in a row. Like, that's not, that's not um, eating with dignity. And so um, some, some, some of those things are moving back and forth. And I also had to do was um, look at my behavior. Like, as a bulimic, like, eating in the car, eating fast, eating at the sink – Eating in the bathroom at work? Who does that? Me. You know? Um, stalking the chocolate bunny in the break room. Like, I would just go back for break off the arm, go back again, and do that. Like,
1: I, mean, I am, I am compulsive over to the
0: core. Like, I am. And so eating in the bathroom, I mean, like, it's, you know, it's insane. And, like, the secrecy and what... um. Those are some some things that help me look at, if I'm, am I doing those behaviors, what's going on? And so, um, what my abstinence now is no purging. And um, I put no sugar on my um, food plan. My food plan is, um, like, I work nights. I work the night shift. And so, I don't have a very rigid plan. I have found out that rigid does not work for me. Some people need discipline, that's, that, that triggers my bulimia. triggers my control. And so I work night shifts. So some meal, some days I eat, like, four small meals, and my days off I kind of eat more, like, three meals. But basically I try to have a protein starch and a vegetable at every meal and focus on what, what I can have. I can have, like, vegetables and fruits and stuff like that and no purging. And so for me, I had to put no sugar on my food plan because – if I put it on my abstinence list, then I probably will slip and go into bulimia. So it's kind of like being less rigid but having some control. And so I tell myself, just for today, I'm not having sugar. And um, I remember it was here a couple weeks ago, and someone asked, how do you deal with um, not eating sugar? And I'm like, I can have it later. I can have it at the next meal. I can have it tomorrow. And that really works for me. If I'm really wanting the food, it's like, you can have it later. So... So what it's like now, um, again, I work night shift, so I don't have, like, this very rigid plan. It doesn't work for me. Um, lately, I've been awake at 2 in the morning, and um, so I do my praying then. I wake up. I read the, um, the little yellow, the white book just for today. Um, I say the first three steps, and I put, I put words into them that work for me, like, I am powerless over food, and my life is unmanageable. I am powerless over my job. I am powerless over X. And my life is unmanageable because I need to hear, I have to make it work for me. Um, step two is came to, or er, we believe that a part greater than ourselves can restore the to sanity. They restores me to sanity like I am not using laxatives today. I am not eating in the bathroom today. So I was like, even if I had a bad food day, like it's still not nearly as bad before I came in. And three, um, made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. And if there's something like today's meeting, I was so nervous about, like, okay, God, I'm turning over my will and my life to you. Show me what I need to do and give me the strength and courage to do it. And I do that every, I do that every day. And sometimes I pray in bed. Sometimes I pray in the shower. If some mornings I, like, I get up and I am bolting out the door for whatever things, I can pray in the car. God can hear me wherever I am. And if you're new, don't let the God thing scare you. For me, my higher power is nature. It's the ocean. When I go surfing, I see the dolphins. I mean, that is where I feel so at peace, and I know, like, everything's going to be all right. And so um, don't let the God thing freak you out. Just keep coming back. And if you don't get anything from my share today, someone else will have parts of your story or something else you can relate to. So please keep coming back. What else I do is um, I read whatever... Well, I try. Um, this is kind of now like the, what I do when I'm not working. There's a little prayer book. And it has all the prayer books in it. So I'm on step 11. So I read the 11th step prayer every day. And then I meditate. Um, some days it's for two minutes. I set my watch and I do it for two minutes and I just focus on my breathing. And my perfect day would be like 10, 15 minutes. Like what I've learned so, being in program is like not being so rigid works for me and, um, doing the best I can, and being gentle with myself, I had shoulder surgery, um, a year ago, and I'm still not back to surfing and swimming, like, I can't only swim 500 meters, which for me is nothing, and drives me insane, but I'm learning to be gentle, I get in the pool, do you 500, and that's it, and, um, not to push it too much, like, I'm go- I just went back to yoga, and I can't do all the chaturangas and downward dogs, because I can't put the weight on my shoulder, and so, for the first time in my life, I get to be gentle and saying, okay, for today, I'm not doing it. I'll do what I can, I'll do child pulls or whatever. And that's the blessing of this program. I would have a million injuries. I would be bleeding all through my stomach if I would have been where I was before I came into the program. Just thank God for the program. Um, I call my sponsor. My sponsor, um, has a huge life and she doesn't have as much time as I can but I make a, every week I find a time to call her because my schedule changes every week I have no idea what I'm working every week so I say okay well I can call you on Fridays at noon and so like I make a point to call her on Fridays at noon and she's so gentle with me and she's like oh you're doing you know like I re- she's like my my big sister that I never had and um she can point out what I'm doing right and that my disease is of negativity, and what I'm doing wrong, what I'm not doing right, and, and by the way, I'm criticizing all of you too, so,
1: um,
0: my sponsor gently reminds me, it's like, what are you doing right today, you know, and if all I did was pray, that's fine, you know, if I ate an abstinent meal, that's fine, I don't have to have this, you know, list, list of 14 things that I, how I run my program perfectly. I go to meetings, and again, like, my schedule doesn't allow me to have a certain number of meetings every week, so I go and I, like, look at the meeting list. and am like, okay, what can I get to this week and go. I'm in another program. I go to Al-Anon, and I won't say any more about that, but that has also helped me. And so I hit three minimum of three meetings a week, and that's what I, I do. I do sponsor people. at the Currently, I'm not sponsoring anyone probably because of my schedule. People don't like calling me at 5 in the afternoon or whatever works for my schedule. And I recently, um, well, I kind of was back in the, back into the sugar over the holidays. And I really, like, I met now my ex-boyfriend's parents and had to go home. And, like, having to look good was so important to me. And so, again, it's like I always think that I have to be perfect for people to like me. And so um, I um, gained some weight because I get, when I, the, the food still works for me. Bottom line is I'm still a compulsive eater. The food still works for me. <coughs> And that's why I keep coming back. So I kind of put on some weight that, that I don't want to have. And so um, I went on a diet. And that's another thing I can't do is there's no I can't diet. And I, sometimes my sponsor says, well, you have to take your own adventures and figure that out for yourself. So I tried to diet, didn't lose it, of course, gaining weight because I'm someone who cannot diet. So how I need to, I just talked to my, my sponsor the other day, and like, she was like, do you have any commitments? I'm like, mm. Okay, so, like, how how I'm going to – when you focus on the problem, the problem gets bigger. If you focus on the solution, the solution gets bigger. And for me, the solution is working the program. So I got a commitment at one of my meetings and, you know, calling newcomers. Like, just doing one more thing is going to help me work my program. And it's not about losing weight. And I know, like, today I, had a, I put a dress on, and I have to act as if. And I have to act as if I look like a million bucks, act as if I don't care how much I weigh. I am not a slave to the scale. The gravitational pull to the earth is not the measure of my, myself, even though my disease will let me think that. My disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful, and it will drag me down any chance it gets. And so I really, really have to work on listening to my higher power. My higher power speaks through you guys. I hear it in program. I hear it. I mean, I I really feel centered in nature. And so I have to go out and sit in the park or go surfing and just sit on the board and really feel connected to my higher power. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you for asking me to share. And I will open it up for questions.
1: In the back? Yes, yeah, my name is Daniel, and I'm um, also Hi, Hi Daniel. Um, i like to know, when you are in a, um, a mindset because of your, your schedule, when you have a day off like today, how do you deal with it? I assume that you have a day off. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the question was, how do I deal with my day off?
1: Yeah, because you, you like to... You, you you like to, to work in the evening
0: before, it's, it's it's not it doesn't trigger. Mm. No my my I work the night shift. I work shift. seven p.m. to seven thirty a.m. and that's what my job is.
1: But but it doesn't trigger you. To, it doesn't stress you out
0: to to overeat work. Oh, does my job trigger me to? eat? Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, nothing, working nights doesn't trigger me. It's mm-hmm. the food that people bring in. Bring it, okay. They bring in cookies and candies and all that stuff. And um, what I try, how I try to do it, is I pray before I go to work and ask to be help me with my abstinence. How do you deal with it today? Oh, today um, we'll tip t- one t- I mean, this morning.
1: You're, you're, you're not in that, that you're yeah, right
0: now. I eat when I'm hungry, sleep when I'm tired, and I really listen to my body. And um, this morning I was up at five, which is Kind of early, so I got to do my prayer meditation. I went to a yoga class this morning, and I came back and made breakfast, and then I took a nap. And I just I get to listen to my body today, and I don't force my body to do things. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Have you you talked about the prayer part? And tell us a little bit more about that and how you do step eleven.
0: So how did you step? The question was, how do I do step eleven on a daily basis? There's a there's a list of prayers. Somewhere I have it in a book of mine of each step, and I read the step 11, the step 11 prayer, which is basically remove me of self-will thinking and be of service, be a channel of peace. I also say the Saint Francis of Assisi prayer. I just sit quietly on my couch and I tell my I start breathing and then say, okay, what's tense? Like, focus what's intense in my body and try to relax it. I try to relax my eyes relax my jaw and kind of do from head to, to my feet. And then um, it's kind of a mixture of different things. I did some um, meditation in Thailand and so I learned this bhavana, so I kind of do a mixture of that. Um, I also, like, what do I hear at 5.30 in the morning? There's birds usually, so I can hear the birds. I listen to my breath. I feel I kind of relax and feel with my body. And if my mind is just spinning, 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 I just count. I count to 20 breaths, breathe in and breathe out up to 20, and and I kind of mix it up. But that's kind of kind of what I do. I can explain more in person if you'd like. Great. Thank you. Uh huh.
1: Um, when you get your yellow light inches, um. I know you said a few things that you do, but how do you what's your what works for you in your thinking and feeling when you when you know that you're you're getting itchy on a yellow light food and you're having craving
0: or the question was when do I get itchy on a yellow light food? Some, usually it hits me after I've eaten it. Like it, and it depends on the thing. If I'm in a good space, I can eat anything other than sugar and not be affected by it. It's usually when something is unconsciously, I'm unconscious that something's bothering me, and so I go to the yellow light foods, I eat, you know, non-bread, and I usually eat too many of it, and so um, I usually call my sponsor and say, you know, this is what, I've had too many non-breads today, and so what I try to do is, um, for 30 days, try not to eat that item, and then I can, if I feel like I'm in a good space, I can eat it again. Sometimes, something, I can move back into the yellow light, Something say in like for now, protein bars are still (laughs) in my red light. Like I don't know when this is hungry, angry, lonely, and tired are my biggest problems with red light and yellow light foods. So if I'm one of those things, I'm in trouble. If I'm two of those things, you're in trouble. So like if I'm hungry and I'm wanting, wanting, I'm usually hungry and tired is usually when I'm over. Overeating, not necessarily compulsively overeating, but I'm overeating, or I'm so tired, I just want to eat and eat fast, and like I use those as cues as you know my behaviors and my eating foods, what's going on, and say, okay, I need to talk to God and slow down and and um, ask for help. Did I the question? I was wondering about your like when you're having when you're the thoughts and the feelings, you know, like
1: is there something you say to yourself or something that, like? that you call your sponsor, right? You know, sometimes it's like you don't want to call your sponsor. Mm. You know, like what, what, mm. you know, what's your what's so when your, when I'm in the when I'm in the food, talk?
0: what's going on?
1: Yeah, you know, when you have a when you like have to thing for bagels and the non-bread, like what's yeah, your, what's your like self-talk? You know, to get to actually get from from that to your mm. sponsor or that to a meeting. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes your, your thoughts are like.
0: <laughs> so what I how do I deal with my thoughts in getting away from that? Uh, I think I kind of use it the same thing as the sugar, like I can have it later, I can have it at the next meal, and it's not really a trick, but it is sort of, because I'm, if I deny myself it, I want it more. If I'm forcing a solution, if I'm trying to force something, that doesn't work for me as well, so I try to, like, okay, I can have it later, like, if I want to buy it and put it there and eat it later, or don't buy it at all. Sometimes I have to be like, okay, I can't buy the bagel today, (laughs) and just make a choice like that's not helping, that's not going to work for me, and um, sometimes I remember like the food, like that's not the the solution, the solution is, you know, program a higher power. Um, Sometimes I have to learn the lesson the hard way. I eat it, I overeat it, and I, you know, realize like that doesn't work for me, and One thing I've learned in programming, if I beat myself up, I don't get the lesson, you know? So I had an extra bagel today, or I had two bagels today. And I have to learn to, like, you know, take it one step at a time. Like, if you get a dent in your car, you don't crash your Ferrari, you know? (laughs) So, like, I can just, you know, have a dent in my car today and, like, let that go and say, okay, I can start over with my next meal, the next minute. Yes. At the beginning, you, you talked about how programs help you kind of stay within that 10 pound kind of normal range. How do you handle? Is it a trigger for you when people comment on weight loss or weight gain? Mm-hmm. And how do you handle that and get it gone into the picture and mm-hmm. not diet? Mm-hmm. The question was, how do I handle handle comments about my weight up or down? Up or down. I've Actually, actually I, I worked at an old job and went to my new, the job where I'm working now and one of the, my ex-co-workers said, oh my God, you really fluctuate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> because he saw me at my 40 pounds higher than I am now or and then I was a little bit lighter than I am now. How do I handle that? I think when I'm, when I'm down, I just say, if they're saying, oh, you look nice, I just say thank you. If I'm up, you know, I say, oh, you know, Christmas poundage, you know, kind of blow it off, but emotionally that's not what I'm saying, because when I hear, oh, you're, you're up, or, gee, you're looking large today, or whatever the comment is, I, you know, emotionally I go back to when I was in sixth grade and people called me cow, and so I really, I have a really hard time with that, actually. I guess I just get to be gentle and loving with myself, you know, and... Do something non-food-wise. Like, I just got a manicure, pedicure. I'm, not, I'm a tomboy, so, like, for me to do that was kind of mm-hmm. big. Or get a massage or call someone and do something loving to my, for myself and to myself. In the moment, I kind of just blow it off because it's, they're, not worth, um, they're not worth my sanity. Mm-hmm. To lose my sanity over their opinion. Mm-hmm. And so I choose sanity over that. So I guess that's all the time we have. Thank you for letting me share.